0: I thank God for all who have led us so beautifully in worship today. I thank God for all of you who are here in person, as well as all of you who are worshiping with us online. We're in a sermon series called Rediscovering Church. We're looking at various passages in the Bible that teach us things about what it means to be the community of believers in Christ. And Today, I want to draw your attention to 1 Peter chapter 2. I'll read verses 4 through 6 from the New Revised Standard Version. And the title of today's sermon is Building Our Spiritual House. Come to him a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, see I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Let us pray. Lord God, in this preaching moment, I simply ask that you would help me to speak your word, help them to hear your word, and Lord, help us all to do your word. I pray in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. I don't know if you noticed on your way in, but you have entered an active construction site. You won't see any hard hats. You won't see any scaffolding around the building. You won't hear any hammers hammering or drills drilling this morning. But Second Baptist Church is under construction. You see, this set of walls in which we gather is not the church. the church is not made of bricks and mortar. The church is made of people. This building is not Second Baptist Church. We are Second Baptist Church. While our building is not under construction, our church is. Listen to our text. Like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. You and I are living stones, the building blocks of the church. Not this wood we see inside, not those bricks we saw outside, but you and I are the raw materials. If we're gonna understand how we as living stones, being built into a spiritual house then it would be good to understand how a house is built I sat down with a home builder some years ago and he led me through the entire process so I want to invite you to follow along as each step in the house building process indicates a correlating step in the church building process. The first step in building a house is to get a plan. You've got to have a blueprint before you start building. The blueprint shows you what the house is supposed to look like. What's the blueprint for the church? Our text tells us we are being built to be a holy priesthood. The blueprint for the church is the priesthood of all believers. This doctrine simply states that every Christian is a priest. It has four main implications. First, if every Christian is a priest, then you can relate to God through Christ without the mediation of clergy. We want everyone in our church to have a personal connection to God. Second, if every Christian is a priest then every believer is a minister. We want everyone in our church to use your spiritual gifts and your God-given talents to minister to others. Third, if every Christian is a priest, then everyone is important. We want you to feel important here because you are. Whether you're a deacon or a homebound member, whether you're a singer in the choir or a volunteer in the nursery, you are important in this church whether you were raised at second baptist or just joined a month ago whether you sit on the front row or the back row whether you're eight or 48 or 88 you are important here fourth if every christian is a priest then every believer is to make spiritual sacrifices just as one duty of ancient priests was to offer sacrifices we want everyone here to sacrifice your time your talents and your resources to worship God and serve others one way is to participate in our current generosity campaign by pledging to support next year's operating budget through sacrificial giving there's no telling What our church could do if everyone in our entire congregation were to give sacrificially. Now that we've got our blueprint for the spiritual house, let's move on to the building process. The most important thing in building a house is the foundation. The foundation of a house is usually made of concrete to create a solid, immovable base. If you have problems with the foundation, you're going to have problems from there on out. So the foundation is vital. What is our foundation? It is the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 4 tells us to come to Christ, a living stone, so that ourselves, our lives, and our church is built upon Him. 1 Corinthians 3 echoes that We are God's building, and no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The foundation of our spiritual house is the Lord Jesus. That's why when someone is about to be baptized, and become an official member of our congregation, I ask, what is your confession? And the person responds, Jesus is Lord. These three words are the basis of our church, just as these three words were the basis of New Testament churches. Jesus is Lord is one of the very earliest statements of Christian faith, if not the earliest. It appears in passages including Romans ten nine. If you confess with your lips Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. To confess Jesus is Lord is to confess that Jesus is God incarnate. That Jesus shows us what God is like. To confess Jesus is Lord is also to confess that Jesus is Master. And we submit our lives to His Lordship that we might serve and obey Christ. We Baptists are famous for our disagreements. And every church has its disagreements. But as long as we agree that Jesus is Lord, we can fellowship and worship and serve together. A measure of disagreement is not such a bad thing anyhow. Proverbs 27 says, We sharpen one another as iron sharpens iron. And folks, when iron sharpens iron, sparks fly. I want church to be a place where we can have a respectful, mutually beneficial conversation with someone we disagree with. As long as we agree that Jesus is Lord, and as long as we operate in love for one another, as he taught us, we can have disagreement without division. Our church's one foundation is Jesus Christ our Lord, a foundation without a single blemish, a foundation perfect in strength, a foundation flawless in design, a foundation that will never crumble. We can move through the building process with confidence because it is on Christ, the solid rock, that we stand. Now that we've got blueprints and the foundation has been laid, the next step in building a house is constructing the floor system structure, the support system that holds up the floor of the house. This structure is made of wood and sits above ground, so it is susceptible to the elements. The wood in the floor system moves and can create cracks in the house. The wood moves because of rain or even due to slight changes in humidity. No matter how well-built, every house has cracks. Every house has imperfections. Likewise, every church has imperfections. But while swelling and shrinkage may allow cracks to form, that same flexibility enables the church to move and adjust to change. The church must have a measure of adaptability, and God graciously fills the resulting cracks with mercy. Shortly after our passage, verse 10 declares that we have received mercy. Divine mercy is what binds up our faults. It's not our moral performance. It's not our spiritual excellence, but it is the mercy of God that holds our spiritual house together despite the cracks in the structure. After the blueprints are drawn, the foundation is laid and the floor system structure is in place. The next phase is building the exterior walls. This, I'm told, requires studs and sheathing. Studs are two by fours that support the sheathing. Sheathing is the boards of the wall that reinforce the studs. Studs without sheathing will wobble and fall over. Sheathing without studs cannot hold the weight. In order for an exterior wall to function properly, the studs and the sheathing must work together. The next step is to put up the interior walls of the house and the ceiling. Here again, the ceiling and the walls must work together. A ceiling without walls to sit on would be lying on the floor, useless. Walls without a ceiling would give a false sense of security, whether studs or sheathing. Walls or ceilings, each structural element needs the others in order to work. It's similar with the church. Like the building blocks of a house, we, the building blocks of Second Baptist, are dependent on one another. The building metaphor punctuates the communal nature of Christian faith. Because each of us is one building block, leaning on and working with the others. Thinking of Christianity as strictly between an individual and God would be like someone laying a sizable foundation and then setting one little brick on it. It'd be ridiculous. While a personal connection to Christ is vital, Christianity is a communal faith. That's why Hebrews 10:25 says, "Do not give up meeting together, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching." After the walls and the ceiling are in place, the next step in building a house is to put on the roof, and then it's installing the windows and doors, and then adding the siding. But about the doors, We want to be the kind of community that has its door constantly open. We open our door so others can come in. And we open our door so that we can go out and do God's work in this world. A church that stays strictly within the confines of its own people will eventually become stifled like a house with no doors. It will become insular. Every Sunday afternoon we are called to go back out into the world to witness to the love of Christ and to invite others to come and join in the building project. After the windows and doors and siding are done, then you work on the inside of the house. When those details are finished and the final inspection is carried out and they turn your power on, then you move in. And the maintenance begins. As any homeowner knows, houses are forever requiring maintenance. Even when construction is finished, you're not done. You're never really done building a house. Likewise, the building of our church is not done, even after 202 years of work. I bet the faithful group of believers that founded our church back in 1820 knew that it would be a continual building project a perpetual construction site the key thing to remember is that we are not the architect we are the raw materials we are not the builder we are the building blocks the scripture does not say build yourselves into a spiritual house, it says, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. Some years ago, my wife Dana and I visited the Frist Art Museum in Nashville. We saw one particular exhibit that really stood out. It was a collection of works by a Brazilian American artist named Vic Muniz. And Muniz is famous for taking everyday materials, arranging them in a special way, and then taking a photo at a distance. The images in the photos are beautiful and provocative. In the exhibit we saw, Muniz had utilized cast-off materials, including garbage, to recreate well-known masterpieces of the art world. For example, he had arranged a bunch of trash and discarded metal to recreate the image of the birth of Venus. And it was uncanny. The photo of the distant junk put together in a careful design looked just like Botticelli's masterpiece hanging in the Uffizi Gallery in Florence. As I walked around, I was amazed again and again at his remarkable ability to fashion plain old stuff, even junk, into a masterpiece. Now, if a human being can use everyday material To fashion masterpieces how much more can god do with us think of the beautiful spiritual house god is building think of the remarkable design god is constructing with us as living stones think of the masterpiece god is fashioning using everyday people like you And me, although we fall short of the original Jesus, when we take a step back, we might just marvel at what God is making us into. According to Ephesians 2, we are God's handiwork. We are God's workmanship. We are God's masterpiece. And we shouldn't be surprised because the blueprint God has drawn up is the priesthood of all. Believers, and the foundation God has laid is the Lord Jesus Christ, and the substance God uses. To bind up our faults is mercy, and the arrangement God designs is for us to work together and depend on each other. And the result is a divine masterpiece composed of everyday folks that are precious in God's sight. Won't you come to God as a living stone and find your spot in this Structure, Won't you come to God as a living stone and find your place in this community? Won't you come to God as a living stone and let yourself be part of the beautiful spiritual house that God is constructing here at Second Baptist Church of Richmond? Amen.